I'm glad I, I, I uh, beat it. Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome and today we're going to Cornell University to talk with Suzanne Dreyer, who has a very interesting story to tell and where she works is also very interesting. So Suzanne, talk about your education. Where did you go to school? Hi, Peter. Um, great to speak with you and a little bit about my background. I started out um, at a small private Catholic girls' school in Buffalo, New York, and I did so because it was affiliated with the high school I had gone to, and they offered financial support to students, so that was a real attractor um, besides very good education, and I started out in a combination of a dual degree in psychology and special education. And that got me on my path with a disability focus that's been a lifelong career pursuit. Uh, after that, I decided to go into counseling and I went to University of Southern California, which has a rehabilitation counseling education program. And then subsequent to that, decided to pursue a related doctorate. So I got a doctorate at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in rehabilitation counseling psychology and uh, I have other degrees since then two master's degrees public um, manage public management um, and uh, and also adult education but that came later because I was trying to refine some of the things I was doing and get a better understanding of those skill sets and that's my formalized education so at Cornell what is your specific job at Cornell. You have two jobs, as I understand. Well, I am both doing administration as well as research and teaching, which is the more traditional academic pursuit. Um, I am, my title is Professor of Disability Studies, and I am the academic director of the Yang Tan Institute on Employment and Disability, and that's located in the School of Industrial and Labor Relations, which is now known as the ILR School. And that's a college for the workplace, which is a great fit for our work that's focused on people with disabilities getting into the workplace and being able to stay there. So Suzanne, why the focus on disability? You know, it, it really started at a very early age. I have a younger brother who's a person with a developmental disability. Um, and I also, um, my first jobs were in a psychiatric center, which were at age 16. It was a major employer in my little hometown. So it's where many of us look for our first formalized employment other than babysitting or waitressing. And um, that gave me you know, a real early on um, insight into institutional care and, um, and, and there was a move at the time toward community integration of people with significant mental illness. So it began a very early education and interest in this area. So having said that, in Toronto, we have a program at 
one of the universities in Toronto that uh, addresses disability. Tell us a little more about your program and how it helps teach people with a disability and those that work with people with disabilities. Yes, you know, there are many terrific programs now. Um, they have grown throughout the years in North America. Um, you know, I think we really started a lot of it, although there are lots of disability studies programs now in Europe, particularly the UK. Our program is um, it is based in the outreach division of the University uh, of the School of Industrial and Labor Relations. And it really, I would say, for the most part, faces external in doing its education, public education, to a variety of different stakeholders. Um, so we do research and design informational assets and provide training, maybe like close to 300 webinars a year on topics related to workplace and community and education inclusion for people with disabilities. So we reach many service providers um, and you know government officials and employers with these informational assets that we distribute mostly virtually. But we also have a, a sequence for our own students on campus, our undergraduate and graduate students. We have a 13-course disability studies sequence with, with a focus on the workplace because that's really our expertise looking at how um, trying to teach our students, many of whom who go into either human resource studies or who are worker rights advocates about people with disabilities and the disparities historically that have prevented them from equitable access to the workplace and how we can do better in getting them into the workplace and helping them to thrive and advance in jobs in, in U.S. and more broadly, you know, internationally as well. So in Canada, 22% of our population has a disability. And it's a similar in, uh, in England. It's a similar percentage. But the fascinating thing to me is if you take family and friends that number goes up to 54%, which could be very powerful as a, uh, an advocacy group. And the challenge is how do you bring those people together to advocate with the governments? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Peter. Many, many of us are impacted, uh, if not personally and with lived experience in, in the lives of the people that we care about. We know from national census data that 27% of American households has a person with a disability in it. So, you know, when we look at the working age population of, uh, we use 21 to 64 in our disability statistics pro unit that is a part of our broader institute. Um, in the working age population, but if you do look across the life spectrum, it's it's closer to the statistics you're citing for Canada. It's about one in five. So you know it, it's a big part of the of the population. And the older we get, the more likely that we will incur some kind of limitation that's related to disability or a health condition. So it's it's a pervasive 
human condition that I think having awareness about how to, you know, proactively deal with it as individuals and take care of ourselves, but also for workplaces, which is where we're focused, knowing how to uh, be able to accommodate, to design workplaces that are more universally accessible is really important and becomes increasingly important with an aging workforce. We work with a group at uh, MS, and uh, they were doing is we were showing them how to do 3D printing or what, what tools they would need to make their life easier with MS. And uh, we had uh, interns in to help design that for them. That was quite an experience. So how do people with disability get jobs? That's one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, you know, we know that there are barriers at, and all at all phases of the employment process that can present themselves. Um, you know, we, uh, we really, we've looked more closely at interviewing very recently, especially for neurodiverse populations. And we did so because many companies now have affirmative hiring programs for neurodiverse individuals and are finding it hard to get them in through the screening process. <clears throat> and some of the barriers that we've identified in, in, a, in several layers of research we've done is that the way employers present themselves on the website can be a barrier and that people are disinclined to even apply at employment settings that don't reflect in their on their website that they're really a disability-friendly workplace by having disability in the diversity, equity, and inclusion statements. Um, by have talking about special initiatives they have for recruiting people with disabilities or having community uh, agency partnerships that can source qualified candidates. All these things are signals to people that that workplace really wants and will engage with meaningfully people with disabilities in that re recruitment and hiring process. So there are certainly barriers there. And once people get into the workplace, there are barriers in terms of accessibility, ab ability to get accommodations sometimes, and equity and advancement opportunities. So it is important to be vigilant across all these parts of the employment process. We've had some individuals in wheelchairs who have flown to events in other countries, and their wheelchair has been destroyed by the airline company here here this year and has resulted in some lawsuits as well. So Yeah. It can it certainly can happen and airlines are still figuring out I think how to deal with those accommodation needs effectively. So Suzanne, where can people get more information about your program? Well, certainly we have a related website. They can just uh, Google Yangtan Institute on Employment and Disability. But I also would encourage people who are specifically looking for workplace inclusion information to go to the website of the Employer Assistance Resource Network on Disability Inclusion, which is a project funded by the U.S. Department of Labor Office of Disability Employment Policy 
and Cornell University is funded to coordinate that website and related resources that we design and post there. And it has many, many um, pieces of information, downloadable tools and checklists. Um, it has, there's videos and short courses on workplace disability inclusion broadly defined from effective recruitment all the way through equity, equity and advancement, as I just mentioned. So I would, people who are interested in workplace inclusion, I would send them to that Ask Earn. It, it's how it's www.askearn.org. I'd send people to that website and they'll find lots of resources on this topic. And does your university an advocate as well as teach? Certainly we do. You know, we are very involved in, as a part of this U.S. Department of Labor uh, project that we're involved with, the focus of that project is, is public policy and workplace policy for people with disabilities. So in that regard, we are very much involved looking at what are good practices that should be encouraged as a part of ongoing policy and organizations? What tends to heighten the likelihood of um, people getting into the workplace and staying there? So we, we do advocate in that we design informational assets and share them with the Office of Disability Employment Policy who uses them in their public advocacy, public policy advocacy work.